Hey, Hoagie's Garage. Hi, bud. We're a little earlier. We're going to be able to get these out, I hope, sooner this, this yeah, week. Um, yeah, The guys we got on, could one needed to be on a little earlier. And... Yeah, you know, and hey, when you are get to do uh, the executive director of uh, All-Stars, it's a pretty big deal, Tilt. That's so, an awful big deal for two know, guys like us that sit in the garage and talk to people. Maybe we need to be a little more serious tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh. I ain't never been real good at that. Hey, Tobe, Sunday, we had the honor of uh, going over and seeing Greg Gunderson um, and seeing his shop. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't, you know, I knew that he raced a little bit, but I had no idea. Oh, yeah, that was probably, well, you were, you were younger yet when he was out. You weren't into the racing quite as much. Yep, yep, and, but his shop is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it was neat. The pictures, he had all them pictures. He wanted to, he had to show us all the pictures on the wall about his dad and his grandpa and it was it was neat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So and it's is it G R I? Yeah. Gunderson Racing Incorporated. I think so. And he has used every used sprint car part that you probably could ever think of. And new. And brand new now. Yeah. Um, they said uh, what the last two three years since COVID kinda they've had troubles getting some parts and stuff. So they've decided to do some new and stuff like that. Um, any local racetrack around Northwest Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota, um, you really need to check him out. Um, and and that I mean, hey, PA guys can check him out too, or Indy or whatever. But well, uh, he's got a PA guy coming to drive for him this summer. He does. Silent Thunder. Yeah, I can't remember his real name, but I remember uh, Silent was Thunder. It, uh, was it Brett? Warren, Warren, Warner or something? I don't remember. It was on the wing. They already had it on the front yeah, of the wing. But, but like we said, I'm so good with names that people, anybody that knows me knows that. So, But again, uh, if you're listening to this and you drive a sprint car, uh, we would really, you know, we're just giving them a plug because they showed us around and yep, it was time, so much fun. Gave us a couple t-shirts. Greg and his wife. Now you remember his wife's name? Oh. Yeah, neither do I. Sorry, yeah, she was so good. I hope she, I so hope she didn't listen and we sound this dumb. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was outstanding. So, um, yeah, give them a listen. Um, but, hey, we got Eric Walls coming on when we come back. All right, we're here at Hoagie's Garage, and tonight we have Eric um, Walls. Is that is that correct, Eric? That is correct. And you're the executive director of the All-Star Circuit, correct? I am the uh, the series director, yes. Series director, there you go, there you go. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I now uh, grew up in central Pennsylvania and now reside in, in uh, Brownsburg, Indiana, uh, right close to uh, right close to the you know IMS and and all that. So I mean, we're 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 in the heart of uh, the racing capital, as you would say. You bet. Um, started out. Uh, in the micro ranks racing myself and uh did that for a couple of years and and uh got a win with a with a wingless deal there and and uh never got a win with the wing on um right miraculously <laughs> so um it uh it, it, i quickly figured out that uh that i was not the driver and uh that i was certainly uh a little bit better on the official side of things at least uh 
at least I like to think that. I'm sure there are people out there that, uh, <laughs> that probably say other words. But, uh, Officials but are never right all the time. It's no different than if you got a striped jersey on at a basketball game or a football ref or something. You're always going to be wrong to somebody. That is correct. And and uh, as you partake in those other sporting events, you uh, you quickly put yourself in that, that official's uh, situation and be like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and uh, <laughs> mind my P's and Q's here because I know what that's like. Yeah, so, I, I don't want that job. No, no. It, uh, it It's very rewarding, I will say that. Um, there, there's a lot of a lot of nights that uh, that are very fun, and then there are some situations to where, like, uh, this is real life. So you know, you have to uh, you have to knuckle down, and um, race teams are looking for two things out of you, and that's consistency and uh, you know and uh, fairness. So yep. uh, if you can accomplish both those two things, uh, you're going to have a very successful career uh, as an official. Yeah, and they'll get over it if they're mad at you. Absolutely. As long as you're I mean, consistent, like you said, if you're consistent and fair, once the emotional high of whatever went on is over, they'll understand why you did what you did. Sure, and, and, and you go back to your roots whenever you first started racing and you, you put yourself in that driver's situation to where it's an adrenaline rush whenever you're strapped into one of those things. So, uh, you know, I, I set up in the in the tower above everything and, and make calls and stuff, but you know, you have to put yourself in their in their situation to where, you know, sure, my blood gets flowing too because, uh, you know, it, when it stops flowing like that and it stops being fun, I'll probably be doing something else. But, yep. uh, you know, it's it, it's a situation to where adrenaline is flowing at all times and, and uh, you know, you just have to make the best judgment calls and, and calls that you can. So do you, you, I take it then, the way I'm reading between the lines, you travel to every show then, and then you work at every show that put they put on? That is correct. I actually drive the, the competition trailer up and down the highway okay. uh, as well to the tracks, uh, which has um, everything that we do as far as pill draw, uh, yep. scoring, transponders, um, all that kind of stuff is in there. Uh, basically our office on wheels, sure. so to say. You bet. Everything you need to have to run a show, pretty much. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So, how, how long have you been with the All-Stars then? Uh, since 2015, I got hired on full-time. Okay. Okay. As the executive director or whatever, right? Series director. Series director. Or did you have a different position first and work your way up? When, when I first come on, I was their technical director which was, you know, the safety and, and the guy on the ground that was going to the accidents and, and uh, you know, making sure everybody was okay and stuff like that. And also yep. working the pit area with the, uh, you know, the, the lineup questions, the safety questions, um, all that. And then uh, I think it was 20, gosh, it just come up on my Facebook page here. I think uh, 2019. Uh, yes. So 2019. Uh, the series decided that uh, the gentleman that they had doing it, they wanted to go a different direction. And uh, they had come to me and asked me if I was interested in taking over the role. And um, at the time, I didn't have a, a Class A CDL license or anything like that. So uh, during that off season, uh, I spent a couple months, you know, studying and going to school for that, uh, obtained the, the Class A CDL license. 
to uh, to drive the truck and trailer up and down the highway and then assume the role as, as a series director where, you know, you make the calls every night and um, basically, you know, just uh, running the day-to-day stuff as well. You bet. What, what are some of your biggest challenges that maybe us as fans don't really realize? Um, rule books um working day to day with racetracks i mean it's not uh it's a business you know so we're uh and and i'm not going to take all the credit for it because there's a there's a great staff of of guys behind the scenes also that uh that are working the day-to-day operations also uh working with racetracks and working with manufacturers and and uh everything to keep the sport and, and our series rolling up and down the highway yeah um has there been much change since you took over the position or is it pretty much the same as it was or what was they looking to go a different route with? Um, as far as the, the series, yes, sir, there's been a change. Um, we've, we've, we've become more welcoming series as far as personal interaction with, with the teams and the drivers and, uh, trying to build the fan base and the fan interaction, uh, with the show. Um, you know, other sanctioning bodies, they, they have, uh, they have fan interactions and stuff like that. And it, it makes it feel like an event. And that's, that's the road that we want to build towards. Sure. Um, for us, there's three full-time employees as to where other, other series, you know, they, they have probably 20 to 25 full-time employees. So we're, we're basically doing, doing the work of, you know, uh, a lot of people and, you know, that, that, test to the the people that are in those positions and and uh, they're they're very passionate and, and dedicated to what we do and that's i don't know how you could be successful without people like that yeah and like you said you're trying to get more interaction with the fans and stuff and like any sport without fans there's no sport correct correct well, i think we i think we just come through a, a a time in life here where I don't know that anyone could have predicted what we went through, but no, uh, no. we we all sat in our homes and watched professional sports with no fans in the stands. And uh, I thought for for the All Star Series we were actually going to bypass that, and uh, lo and behold, we went to Eldora with no fans, and it was probably one of the most weirdest feelings ever <laughs> not not having that electricity and that energy uh, at, at a sporting event. Yeah, I I recall you being at Husets at their first reopening, and yes. that and and that was right after COVID and everything too. It was just packed. Yes, people hanging off the rafters, if you will. So uh, <laughs> that's that's what we want as a as a series. We want to have those people in the grandstands because there's uh, I'm I'm a big sports fan. So you know basketball and hockey and and football. When you're sitting in those stands and you get that kind of electricity, that's that's what it's all about. It, it sure makes it more fun. That's for darn sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Flo has kind of joined the program, and what what has that done for you guys? Um, it's actually helped us grow. Um, you know, it's it's trying times sometimes with with the, the streaming service, but I'll tell you from a business side of things, it, it certainly uh, made it a little bit easier for us to get into racetracks, 
Um, it's made it easier for us to uh, be marketable. Um, and it's also opened up to a little bit uh, a younger fan base a little bit too because, you know, let's be honest, uh, the, the younger generation, it's all about streaming and, yeah. and all that. So um, I want to stay in that in that area of me as a kid, I remember the, the TNN days and, and the Knoxville nationals being televised and, and, uh, Ralph Shaheen and Dave Argabright and different, you know, talents that were on the broadcast. And uh, it's, it's a deal where I'm a kid in central Pennsylvania and it's a hotbed for sprint car racing. Don't get me wrong, but to watch Knoxville raceway on, on the television, it's like, I want to get there someday. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I was like, man, I really want to go to the Knoxville Nationals. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, uh, all the stars lined up that uh, one day I was sitting in the in the press box at Knoxville Nationals. So <laughs> it's, it's something not only uh, I witnessed my first Knoxville Nationals in the grandstands, which was phenomenal, too, because that's that's electricity that we all want to see. But uh, never did I dream that I would be sitting in uh, one of the, the greatest racetracks in the country you know, uh, sitting in the, in the tower calling a race from there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's that's pretty awesome. You, yeah. bet. Um, you know, our thoughts on sprint car racing right now is, is we, we feel it's like at an all time high with flow and dirt vision and all the other streaming things that are out there. You know, we can watch races all weekend long that we wouldn't have got to see five years ago or whatever. Um, and it just makes it a ton of fun for us. But do you agree that they are as popular as they are? I mean, the cars are so even now. You, you know, you can't even pick the winner from one night to night. You can't, you know, you don't want to bet no high dollars on it. Well, from what we see as far as officials and, and the technical side of things, I mean, we, we now have templates for, you know, wing panels and, and uh, you know, gauges that we're making sure that the cars are safe with thickness of tubing and, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I can tell you from back in the day uh, of racing, I mean, you know, we didn't have that kind of technology. Um, you know, I, I've seen it from the, the pavement side of things, too, to where, you know, we've evolved. But, you know, back to the sprint car stuff, it, it's probably as competitive now as it's ever been. Um you know, you, you go back to the days of Steve and Sammy and, and those guys to where uh, you had a guy like Mark Kinzer, or Carl Kinzer, I'm sorry. Yep. And, you know, he's an innovator for our sport. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough when I come into this deal with, with TSR that uh, Ricky Warner was actually still working at TSR at the time when I came in there. So, you know, there there's a guy that, uh, you know, guided Donnie Schmatz to a lot of wins and you know, the innovation part of it is, it's just amazing to me how much these guys can tinker with, you know, just different corners of the car and make them just that much better. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's the days of Steve and Sammy. I don't know that we'll ever see that again. I, uh, I would highly but, doubt it. But from a standpoint, you know, for us, uh, a Tyler Courtney and a Justin Peck and a Bill Baylog and, um, you know, Corey Eliason, for that matter, you know, those guys are, are guys and all of our members, K, 
can win on any given night. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. And that's and what for, makes it so much fun, too, for everybody. Correct, correct. And, I mean, you know, you go back to the to the 80s and 90s with that innovation uh, of Carl Kinzer and those guys. You knew that Steve and Sammy and, and Jack and those guys were going to be your, your top three, and you yep. roll into the pit area now, and you've got 20 to 25 guys that, you know, can win on any given night anywhere easy, in the yeah. country. Easy be on the podium, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, and I think you – you have to look at, you know, some of the some of the premier events for for the other sanctioning bodies. You know, the National Open at Williams Grove, probably one of the toughest racetracks to uh, to win at. Um, you know, their, their top members go in there, and uh, you know, and, and we as all stars, we went in there, and uh, you know, we we weren't even on the podium. So yeah, I mean, yeah. that tells you just how tough the the competition is. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Eric, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we are back at the garage. Um, so what were some of the highlights for you from this past season? What is there anything that stands out for you? Um, well, I mean, we've had, uh, we had 11 rainouts and yeah. we completed 51 races and we traveled through 12 States. So, I mean, to, to have, you know, that kind of success throughout the, the season is, is a pretty high for us. Um, you know, we went into central Pennsylvania, one of the toughest markets, too, and um, was very, very good crowds and very good racing. Um, watching watching Tyler Courtney again this year, you know, um, we we they they literally at, at Fremont at the end of the year, they come down to, to a tire situation. And and uh, his crew chief, whenever we come down there to present him for the uh, for the championship, he uh, he said, you and I were going to wrestle if we blew a tire here because uh, they didn't have a DNF all season long. And that, that speaks volumes, you know? Oh that's, yeah. So that's what, well, uh, that's what wins you championships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and just to see not only the Clawson Marshall team, but what Tom Book has assembled with, with Justin Peck and those guys. And, um, you know, you go back to uh, 20, 2016, I think it was, and we were at Macon, Illinois and, and Justin Peck is in his family 5X car, and, and he goes out there and uh, he wins at Macon, of all places, you know, a little fifth-mile bull ring, uh, probably one of the coolest racetracks we've ever been to. And, uh, you know, he goes out there and beats the All-Stars there, um, you know, and now to, to see him to where he's at today driving for Tom Book and, and how much success they've had too is is one of the highlights of the season. And, and honestly, you know, when we go into these – end of the year it's a deal to where you, you you become friends with these guys and and uh you know we golf throughout the week and stuff like that but to see the success and and just to be able to say that you know you, you watch those guys when they were i, I shouldn't say they're they're young kids because they're still young compared to me and, <laughs> and and that but uh but just to see the success that's that's some highlights for me um you know, because I know how passionate those guys are too. So, 
um, I, if I had to say that's that's my highlight of the year, just seeing seeing those guys be successful. Yeah, you bet. So I don't know what we can all get into for next year. Um, maybe we'll just start with: um, Is there anything, any new plans for next year? Anything, any changes going on for next year? Yeah, I mean, we um, with everything going on in the country right now, you know, we're we're trying to be owner friendly. Um, you know, we we have a business to run too, and that's you know rightfully so. We have a lot of expense traveling up and down the highway, but we're also trying to um, think about the car owners and, and the expense of you know seven dollar diesel fuel here traveling up and down the highway. So our our schedule is a little bit smaller next year. Um, you know, only by a few races, but we're we're trying to be a little more logistic friendly whenever we're. We're booking mm-hmm. these dates, and, and and that's a challenge too. With with you know the the guys behind the scene that I, you know I can't take all the credit for it, but those guys are working with the racetracks, and racetracks get pretty protective on certain dates and different things like that. But um, they they've been really good to work with throughout the off season, trying to put things into into a little more economic and, and logistic sense uh, for a traveling traveling organization trying not to race pennsylvania one weekend missouri the next weekend and then back to pennsylvania on the third weekend <laughs> correct correct and now you know there there are some parts in the schedule to where it, it's you know a, a four or five hour tow but you also have a day in between there too so sure. it, it uh it, it's not perfect by any means but uh it, it'll certainly look a little bit different um but I will say that the racetracks have stepped up for next year. Um, you know, our, our minimum purse is a 6,000 to win purse, and there's not very many of those on the, on the schedule, which is, which is very promising, um, you know, for, for not only the car owners, but, you know, the sport in general. That just that tells me that, you know, the fans are coming out and, uh, you know, the, the tracks are getting rewarded for that. So they're actually giving back, and that's, that's good to see. I have to ask this question just because we're up here like 20 minutes from the track, but is there any chance you guys ever getting back to Houston's in the future? You know, I, I certainly want to because I, I'll tell you that's another that's another place that uh, I watched on Dirt Vision, you know, and I'm like, man, I really want to get there. And, and uh, what Todd and Doug and those guys have done, you know, resurrecting that place, I'll, I'll tell you they've done a, a very great job very very good job at at doing that and uh you know we we went there and um the crowds were really good it's just yep. you know how do we how do we fit that back into our logistical yeah you know, area and that's and rightfully so we still go to knoxville and, and places like that and i know it's only five and a half hours so um i don't know that we'll see it in 23 but you know, hopefully we can see it in 24 and beyond. Um, I, I have honestly, I have not seen uh, the full schedule yet. I just know that they they gave me some numbers, and um, you know, for 23 we're looking at 10 states, and you know, anywhere between 48 to 50 couple races. So, you know, that's that's down a little bit from you know what we 22 we had 62 races and and 12 states. So. You know, there's a couple states we're not going back to, but there's also a couple states that, you know, we're going to that uh, we haven't been in a little bit. So uh, so it's exciting for sure. 
So we're going to have to keep the old propane pusher going for at least a couple of years if we're going to push the All-Stars. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Can't retire yet, so. Do, do you know when you're going to start? Are you going to start that run down in uh, January or February down in Florida or Georgia? Uh, yes, we will. <clears throat> we will have, uh, we'll, we'll start with a practice date uh, for Sonoy there in Georgia uh, on Thursday, February 2nd. And then, uh, then we'll race Sonoy on uh, Friday, February 3rd and Saturday, February 4th. Um, hoping we're hoping for the weather gods to be a lot better than what they were to us last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, no kidding. I, I had, uh, well, I'll give you, you, you asked me what the highlight of the year was, but I'll give you the low light of the year. We started the season off with, uh, the generator taking a crap in the trailer. And, and, uh, from time to time, I, I have living quarters in that trailer as well. And, and I stay there. So I didn't book a hotel, uh, for Georgia. And, uh, I, I sat in the trailer and it rained and it rained and it rained and, and the generator was broke. So we, we basically <laughs> had no power and we stayed there and it was, it was just miserable. And you, 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 you sit in there and it's like, wow, what did we do to, to do this and start? <laughs> Why did we deserve like this? this? <laughs> right. So yeah, um, there's always but, them low lights too. You know, there's highlights <laughs> and low lights. It's every, every racing event just about. So, and then, yeah. And then after after Sonoy, then we uh, we travel south to to Volusia, and they'll have a practice on Monday night there, and then we'll race Tuesday and Wednesday at Volusia, uh, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll take a couple days off to allow our teams to race at Volusia with uh, with uh, World Racing Group there, and then uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, we'll go to East Bay Raceway Park there in Tampa, and we'll conclude our Southern Swing. Uh, that Tuesday on Valentine's Day. Okay. You bet. And then you probably won't just start back up until, like, what is it, normally end of March, April? Uh, yeah, usually the first weekend, or it's either the first weekend or second weekend in April there yeah. that we'll, uh, we'll fire back off again, and we'll start our point season then. You bet. You bet. That sounds good. Um, do Just a curiosity question. What What is, like, a perfect number for you for to travel with the all-stars full-time is it you know i've heard different people say you know well, why don't they try and get 25 but is it like 13 or 14 really a pretty good number to travel the whole time yeah i mean you'd like to have for us for us the perfect numbers are 10 to 12 um last year we started out with 15 uh we ended with 10 yeah. um so Anywhere between that that ten to twelve number is is, is really good, um, you know from a uh, from a toe structure and and uh, everybody. It's it's nice to be able to roll into a racetrack and I think it makes the the local drivers want to come race with you a little more with that number because they know there's you know a potential of only twelve or fourteen starting spots if we have ten. 10 members, you know, and, and, uh, that gives them a chance to, uh, to compete also, uh, doesn't make you feel like when you pull up to the gate, it's like, oh man, I'm beat before I'm, I even I'm running the B feature so, tonight. Yes. Yes. So, so, you know, that, that's a perfect number for us. 10 to 12, uh, is what I like to see. Um, one more question before we get to our speed questions and then we'll let you go. You don't have to answer this one either, but I'm just curious, has anybody committed yet? 
to run with the All-Stars next year, or does everybody just kind of wait a while until they get everything put back together? Usually, uh, once we release the schedule and uh, we have our owners meeting set for PRI, uh, the Friday of PRI, that's usually when we get some commitments. Okay. So at, at this time, no, no one okay. has committed. I to... was kind of figuring that in a way, but I had to ask you know how we are. We're nosy. <laughs> but but I'll be honest with you, from a standpoint, I've had uh, different car owners call up that, that I haven't heard from in a long time and, and uh, you know, having teams wanting to sign up and, uh, you know, with car owners that I didn't think would ever want to travel. And, and lo and behold, they're – their interest is, is there. So, um, it's always a positive and I, oh, mean, I know it's only, yeah. it's only a phone call, but you know, I, I think it sounds pretty promising. Hey, at least they're showing some. interest. Yes. Yes. If you uh, weren't so. getting any phone calls, then that'd be worse. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you're exactly right. You bet. All right. Well, these are just kind of fun questions. And if nothing comes to your head, just say pass. So, um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. Are you a cat or dog person? I'm a dog person. Do you have any hobbies that you get to do when you're not racing? I love to golf. Um, and in the wintertime, as much as I hate the cold, I love to ski. Okay. Downhill go. or cross country? or Downhill. Okay. Uh, I'm, too, I'm too out of shape to be wanting to go cross country. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest, because me and Bud ain't doing it either. No way. <laughs> I'm too old to even downhill anymore. I'd wreck something. <laughs> I'm scared of heights. That doesn't work good to go downhill skiing. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite movie? Um, this is gonna be it's gonna be funny, but uh, I I love The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. There you go. I have yep. yet to see that movie, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, but I will say my favorite racing movie is with Kenny Rogers and the Six Pack. So. Oh, that's a good old movie, though, ain't it? <laughs> Yes. Just the yes, other day, man. what was I watching? Oh, darn it, that Burt Reynolds one. He drives for that chicken company or whatever, and he wants, oh, and I can't say the name of the damn movie. Maybe it'll come to me later. I was just watching okay. that one this weekend. Okay. <laughs> but uh, are you a snow or rain guy? Um, well. Depends on if it's racing it, right? <laughs> snow kind of lays around for a little bit, uh. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to live in an apartment complex to where I have a parking garage to park in, so I, I don't hate the snow as much as I used to when I was a homeowner. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you're a music guy or not, but this this came from uh, Chris out in PA. But he he's if you're going to be stranded on an island, what kind of music would you have to bring with you? Huh. Well, there's uh, I, I'm a country music guy at heart. I mean, that's just, that's just who I am. (laughs) All right. Um, Do you have a favorite place to go out to eat when you have time? Um, I'm a big fan of Brickers here in in Brownsburg, uh, but that's a racing pub. So um, it's hard to, it's hard to go against a good steakhouse though too. So, I mean, any, anytime we're crossing the country and we find a good steakhouse, we'll, uh, we'll certainly pull in there. Um, do you have a favorite holiday? Um, well, I love Thanksgiving because I, I don't go home for Thanksgiving. I actually have a group of buddies that uh, this is probably our fourth or fifth year now that we're doing this, but uh, we uh, we go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we golf all week. So, um, oh, I can understand really why you like Thanksgiving. That. So, 
<laughs> so yeah, we, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy Thanksgiving, but I also, um, you know, I, I really love Christmas because I get to go home and, and I'm fortunate enough to still have both my parents and, um, I don't have any grandparents left, but, um, I have two, two daughters and, and one of them's married and, and the other one is, is happily, uh, with her boyfriend and, and I get to go home and, and Christmas time, we all get together and, and that's really a good time. And, uh, so I enjoy Christmas as well. You bet. What app on your phone do you use the most? Um, <laughs> well, it's a Caesars sports book app. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to say the weather app, but that, that well, could be good or bad. Season. That Caesars app. <laughs> I, I have uh, I have two weather apps I use and and one of them is actually on my phone and the other one is uh, is Tony's pilot Stephen Bradley he uh, he has all that technology so if we're somewhere and and uh, they're not around I'll I'll text Stephen and say hey I need to know you know what uh, what we have so my my weather app I'm I'm cheap so I don't pay for the weather app but uh, but Tony's pilot has. Uh, has a pretty darn good one at, at his hands that uh, well, that I've been doing them quite you, a bit. You would need that flying <laughs> a plane, I would assume. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm assuming since you have a CDL now, you probably don't have very many, but maybe before you had the CDL, how many speeding tickets do you have? Uh, well, I have a funny story for that, too. And <laughs> well, we like stories. I, I, I was probably... I don't know, 16, 17 years old. And I was working at a gas station. And of course the, the owner's son, he, he was a hot rod guy too. And, and, uh, we were coming out of town and down a hill and we were drag racing and, and I got pulled over. And, uh, so I had one speeding ticket there and then we did it the next week and I got pulled over again. So I got back to back speeding tickets right there. So, um, was your so, car shinier than his or something? Or how did your buddy not get pulled over? Or did you both get them? The, the problem was mine was slower than his. So <laughs> I was the guy that got pulled over. So, <laughs> so besides losing, you were getting a ticket. Yeah, that is correct. And, and to end the story, he, he literally pulled his car in the, in the gas station garage and put it up on the lift. And when I pulled in, he's underneath of it thinking that the cops were pulling in there. So <laughs> yeah. been here all day, yeah. officer. What's the problem? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I've had, I've had two speeding tickets in my, in my life and, and they were, they were actually back to back weeks. So it was, uh, you learn, a, you learn a quick lesson there real quick. Mom, Mom and dad were proud when you come home with them. Oh, no, they certainly weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and then the same pretext or whatever, well, how, what's the fastest you've ever gone on the highway? Or didn't you have time to look at your speedometer when you were drag racing? Well, I, not in my cars, but um, I can't even, I won't even say his name, but we were going to a basketball uh, game here in Indy, and when we were leaving the house, I looked over and I was like, Hey, why don't we just take the Corvette? So we're, we're coming up the interstate and I look over and we're doing about 156 in this Corvette. So that's, that's probably the fastest I've ever gone in my life. That's plenty fast. That's getting down the road in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I, I looked over and I made the mistake and I'm like, do you think we can go any faster? Because that was fun. And that was, 
I just looked and I was like, no, I'm joking. Like, let's just calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Um, what's your favorite drink, whether it's alcoholic or whatever, we don't care. Uh, I'm a sweet tea guy. Okay. I, I love sweet tea. There you go. Last one. And that is if, if money was no object, what kind of car would you own or go buy? Oh boy. There, Vehicle in multiple. general. What's that? There, 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 there's multiples. I, I'd love to own a, a Shelby, a Shelby Cobra. Um, I'm a big Corvette guy. I, I like Corvettes. Um, you know, working right here in Brownsburg with, with Ray Hall performance. I mean, we see a lot of different things, but, um, probably if I was able to, to buy a car, it'd be a Lamborghini. Okay. There you go. There you go. Got all right. All covered. Well, Eric, thank you so much for being on. I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention before we let you go, but thank you so much for your time. And, you know, we look forward to this coming season. Absolutely guys. And I appreciate you having me on and, you know, uh, one thing that, you know, I don't think they get enough credit for it. And it's the fans of the sport that, that come out and, and support, you know, these local racetracks and tracks across the country. You know, the, the fans that we, we see them every, every time we, we race somewhere. And you, you remember, you know, the, the diehards and stuff. And they're, they're, it's always good to see those fans that sitting in the grandstands and, and uh, supporting the drivers that gets them up and down the highway too by t-shirt sales and stuff like that. So yep. I certainly want to thank the fans for coming out and all that. And, uh, you know, even, even the fans that subscribe, I mean, I'm a subscriber too to, to different streaming services too. And that that's important as well. So, um, that's the, that's the world we live in today. And, um, you know, if there's one thing I can make a suggestion to the fans and stuff is, you know, you see that track on on the streaming service, do yourself a favor and and uh, take a day and, and go there live. There's nothing, nothing that compares mm-hmm. to a live sprint car race. There's nothing like being there. No, nope. we're right. definitely hooked. <laughs> yeah, we don't so, we don't miss anything up at Houston. It's the whole local track, and we've hit them all. Yeah. So. And, and and don't be afraid to to go up to that local driver and, and thank them and you know they're they're nine times out of ten they're going to talk to you because they they certainly appreciate you coming out and and all that so all yep. right great info right there so, all right well you have a great night and thanks again Eric guys thank you so much for having me on I appreciate it yeah no all problem right. take care yes sir I'd like to thank Octane Inc from T South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, Side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, They also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. 
And again, they're just great people to work with. Hey, we're back at the garage. Another episode in the books. Yeah. You know, that was a lot of fun. It was. It was It was interesting to get the other side. You know, we've talked to racers and track prep guys and trophy queens. <laughs> trophy queen slash social media person. And, and yeah, and, you know, and, and I was wrong. I said executive director, but he's series director. Yep. Series director. He goes up and down. And he goes to every track. He's, he's driving the, the truck with the. He's the top guy there. For the old there. NASCAR guys, he drives the big red trailer. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he kind of, you know, he shared with us when they're starting and, yep. uh, um, and you know what the season's going to look like, and he was happy with the way things are going, and, and it looks like they're trying to work with the drivers more. Yeah, you know, the they're drivers, trying the to team relate owners, to yep. the drivers, the owners, you know, and. Uh, I, I just think they're, you know, doing some great stuff there. It was, it was, it was, I enjoyed it. I ain't going to lie to you. It was fun to get that side of it once in a while. Absolutely. You, like we were talking about officials, you know, they, they're never on the good side half the time <laughs> until later on, then people understand. But Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Hey, that's another, a wrap. Another show done.